Hey, welcome to the Street Shots Podcast. We're the Switch to Manual guys. I'm Antonio. And I'm Tom. <laughs> Took a little break there. <laughs> <laughs> you were, were you sure that you're Tom? Were you sure maybe I was Antonio? <laughs> so this episode, we thought we would do another one because it's just before the holiday spending season. Of course, everybody wants to go spend their money on tchotchkes for their cameras. But we thought we would do another what's in your bag. Uh, what's in your bag and we'll talk about maybe some essentials. Right? Was that what we wanted yeah. to talk about? Yeah. Essentials. Yeah. yeah. And it could double for, you know, what, what to get the shutter bug in the family. Cause you know, we'll be talking about the things that you don't want to be caught without. And one, one thing I would say just as a general thought that, you know, for, for all these things or most of them, it's always good to have more than one, you know, like, I mean, obviously one thing you want in your bag is memory cards because it's a terrible feeling to be out shooting anything and uh, all, all of a sudden, you know, have, oh, your, I, memory, have I, your memory cards fill up. Absolutely. I recently bought a couple of 32 gigabyte cards um, for my new camera, which I'll talk about in a little bit, uh, and realized that. I'm taking so many pictures now in the street that I'm running out of cards. So I'm I'm I figured instead of buying 16 gigabyte ones, I bought 32 gigabytes because I find that while I'm on the street, I'm shooting a lot more and I'm running out. And that time spent switching cards out is time spent you know losing the picture that I want. So I bought these two cards and we've got some fire engines outside. I don't know if you can hear those. This is New York, by the way. We're in Brooklyn. And I'm going to let them go by because that gives us character, right? We're talking about street shots. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We are on the street. Now yeah, we yeah, we're <laughs> 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 I should be running out with my camera right now, finding out. No, I'm not an ambulance <laughs> chaser. Yeah. But I, I used to be a big fan of smaller cards because, I mean, I had cameras that would shoot smaller files. They were less megapixels. And I thought that switching out my cards often um, was maybe a safer bet because if one card got bad... I wouldn't lose all my my data, so I was always a big fan of the smaller cards. And but the cameras are getting a little bit, you know, better. The cards reliability are a little better, and so I've decided to go a little bit higher and faster, faster cards, because I shoot in burst mode. So I want the camera to be able to record those pictures as fast as possible. So I went a little bit high speeds, but they weren't they weren't that expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of the one of those you know rare things where. The price is not going up and up and up. Yeah, and generally bigger is better and faster is better. Yeah, and and one of the things I remember that when I shot film, photographers would always tell me the cheapest you know thing that you can get is film. Don't ever not have enough film because otherwise the camera is useless. So, but in in relation to that cards, I I also have a couple of these iFi cards. I know they've been around a while, and the iFi card is a uh, SD card, and I'm not sure they come in compact flashcards, but they might. Where different companies might have them, but they have built-in Wi-Fi hotspots, and this is helpful for some of the older cameras or some cameras that don't like a lot of cameras now are coming out with Wi-Fi. But you know, you can take these cards and stick them into an older camera that doesn't have Wi-Fi, and you can create a Wi-Fi hotspot. And what do I do with that? You may ask. <laughs> yes. What do you do with that? <laughs> I, I tend to transfer my pictures directly to my iPad or my iPhone so that I can share them on uh, my social media right away uh, or even do some processing with them. 
And are you doing that electronically from the camera? Yeah, the, the card is in the camera, and you use software on, I'm sure it's available on Android as well, and maybe Windows Phone, but I'm using it on iPhone. There's software available that will connect directly to that card. And the card has a special, when you buy it, it gets a special code. The uh, I have two co cards here. One is called the iFi Mobi, and it comes with a serial number. And so only your camera can connect to, or the, that card can only connect to your phone. So you don't have to worry about people you know, connecting to your phone, sorry, to the card accidentally. And then with the software, you transfer whatever picture you want over to your phone uh, to work on it. I've heard reports, and I've had my own experience, that it's, it's touchy. Uh, sometimes it works. Uh, I wouldn't say it doesn't work, but it's kind of fidgety, I would say, especially when you're in places where there's a lot of Wi-Fi on. It's sometimes a little hard to connect to your own card, but I've I actually worked with the tech support and we got some stuff done and it's like turning your Wi-Fi on and off and you finally connect to it and and it works. So, you know, this is sort of a, I want to say, a, this is a lukewarm uh, endorsement for it, but it it does help sometimes when you want to get your pictures off your camera and into your mobile device um, very fast. So Yeah, yeah. So if you're shooting something time sensitive, it's another way of, creating a hotspot or finding a hotspot have to have your own. Yeah. So it's something, something to be aware of. Yeah. And, you know, I don't have to carry a cable with me. But they are a little pricey. I mean, I think they're like for 16 gigs or maybe $75, $60. So you are paying the price. But, it's, you know, you're creating a Wi-Fi spot. Now, yeah. I know for you, you're walking around with your laptop. So what are you carrying around to transfer your pictures? Just, you know, a, a standard cable that connects my camera to the laptop. I mean, you know, sometimes I get lazy, Tony, if I'm just wanting to share a picture for fun. Well, even then, I have to generally get it from the camera to the <laughs> to the laptop. So yeah, I, I have a cable for that. And I cannot say how frustrating that is to, to be out somewhere and to, you know, get a shot that you're excited about and then, you know, run somewhere to plug into your computer to start sending it out and realize... You don't have that one cable that you need. Even though you want to travel as lightly as possible, you still want to bring the essential gear with you. Yeah, you absolutely. And yeah. a little cable like that, I mean, I I have one in the fanny pack, which is, you know, where I usually have my camera. And and then I, I generally have another one. And one of the, you know, it's one of the great things about camera gear. Usually you're, you have tons of little compartments and, so in one of those compartments, I just have an extra cord that's that's always there that I rarely use unless I, for some reason, don't have the other one on me. I, I have the, the backup in that other bag. Yeah, so, you know, hints to people who want to buy stuff for photographers, don't be afraid of buying something that they already have because yeah. we always use backups. <laughs> yeah, like, for example, batteries, it's a great thing to have an additional battery, you know. That's, Never enough batteries. Right, it's always a good thing, and a lot of people only have one, or, I mean, if you're just starting out, it's pretty common to only have one battery, and so when that battery dies or gets low and you're charging it, you're unable to take pictures, so if you're at a birthday party or some event and you, you know your camera starts to fade on you and the battery dies and even if you have your charger with you which is a good thing to do i usually have my charger with me even though i'll have three or four fully charged batteries for the camera i just like to have that charger with me i mean you never know if you're going to end up 
staying overnight somewhere, being away from, you know, your home base. And so it's good to just have that sense of I can recharge, I can continue to shoot for days on end, given what I have on me right now. Yeah. But and, yeah, extra oh, batteries are great. Extra batteries. And, I, you know, depending on the camera you have, some cameras will use up battery power a little bit more than others. So you you might be using the LCD screen on some cameras. I mean, my, my Fuji cameras tend to eat batteries like, you know, like Cheerios. So I buy a lot of extra batteries for that. And I don't feel bad that I've got, like, my Fuji X20 camera. Uh, I do carry, I think I got six extra batteries for it, but you know, that's for me so I can go out for a full day and shoot and not have to worry about, you know, that's the thing about having the extra batteries. You don't have to worry, you know, yeah, you just, you can use the screen as much as you want. If you got Wi-Fi in the thing, uh, it was talking about the Wi-Fi card before that actually eats up a little bit of your battery power, but if you've got a lot of extra batteries, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's interesting that you go through that many, um, but I guess using the Wi-Fi, you know, the Wi-Fi I mean, eats my- up. Yeah. My five Canon five D Mark II, I, I I can shoot all day pretty much with with one battery. I don't know if you know this, Tony. I, I've probably told you before, but I never turn my camera off. Yeah. Because when I pull it out, I want it to be on already, and that you know doesn't so it goes into sleep mode pretty quick. That's a setting you can control, and but yeah, I can I can generally it's kind of a, a battery per day, but I have a few extras just. For backup. Well, that brings shooting. that brings up an interesting point. As we as we go from DSLRs to mirrorless cameras, the mirrorless cameras tend to use a little bit more battery power. I've noticed because they have these electronic viewfinders, and uh-huh. a lot more of the um, inner workings are are drawing battery. And so, whereas I've got and the 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 capacity of the batteries are small. I mean, the ones I've got for my Fuji X20, they're 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 really teeny. I can't. They're almost the size of a CF card. So they don't have a huge capacity. So the camera's eating up a lot of power, and the batteries are smaller just to keep the camera smaller. I know that my, my Nikon D7000, like you said, it's a DSLR, and I can go, I can go all day on, on a single battery. And I can leave it on. Like you said, keep, leave the camera on. The, the mirrorless cameras, you know, they tend to go to sleep a lot more because they have to conserve power. So uh-huh. put extra batteries on that list for sure. I mean, I think when you buy a camera for the first time, you should automatically buy an extra one or two batteries and an extra charger. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, without a doubt. Um, and if you're going to try to surprise the shutterbug in your family with some extra batteries, just, you know, there's a, there's many different kinds. So when that person is not around, look at the camera yeah. and <laughs> yeah. see exactly what kind of battery is required. Yeah. And or just or just write down the make and model of the camera, and they'll be able to tell you. Yeah, that's 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 incredibly helpful. And there are third-party batteries, and I'm, I have a mixed review of those um, that one can get if you're getting for yourself. I've noticed that sometimes cameras don't like the third-party batteries. They'll work. They're much less expensive. So if you you know if you want to save some money, you buy a few of those. And even though they don't kind of behave perfectly in your camera, who cares? Because they're inexpensive, and you just throw them in your bag. I use I have a couple of third-party batteries i use them as backup backups you know so uh-huh. i bought two for the price of one regular battery so and they sometimes come with chargers you can find good deals on amazon with those but i for some reason with my big dslr i always buy the brand name batteries so yeah i've i've <clears throat> tried to cut corners and gotten some non-name brand batteries that just did not work nearly as well so yeah i, I think that's a good thing to just you know stick with your camera company that you like whatever the make of your camera yeah so 
you know, it was sort of my segue was you know, talking about batteries in the Fuji. Um, you know, I got a new camera. Yeah. Yeah. You know, right? <laughs> I got, yeah, I got it for I've my birthday. It. I've seen those shots. I've got it for my birthday. I got it right here. It's it's um, sort of taken over my X20. You know, I'm not shooting with my X20 nearly as much all of a sudden, but it's because I'm still getting used to it. I bought the, the Fuji X100T, which uh, just came out in November. And uh, so I got it for my birthday, and that's the only present I'm going to have for the rest of the year. <laughs> I, can't, I can't buy anything and I thought maybe I'd give you maybe I'd give you a quick if I possibly can you like a five minute review of it and you know coming from a point not point and shoot but a smaller rangefinder style camera the, the Fuji X20 going to this camera I thought I could treat them the same way and no way this this X100 was was beating my head in it is a it is a tough camera to master mm. um, and when mastered is well worth it what do you like about it well it's got that approachable look you know it's one of those kind of cameras that you look at it from an you know an outside point of view and it doesn't look intimidating it kind of looks like a film camera it looks like an old leica or something like that you know it's got that the fuji designs their cameras these new x cameras with um, a lot of attention to detail and a lot of this attention to like the way old cameras used to work. There's a lot of dials on this thing. Yeah, so, it's very cool retro sort of look. Yeah, it is retro. I got a black one. They come in silver. And I'm not saying I'm regretting not getting the silver one. But you know what? If I was to order it today for the first time, I might go back and get the silver one because it looks a little bit more old style. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. So it's tricky to work with. But the the things I've gotten a handle of, the picture quality is unbelievable. I'm going to be buried with this camera. <laughs> and again, I would love to be able to sell my other equipment and, and just use this camera. I don't think it's possible because you wouldn't have to have other cameras for other jobs. And we talked about that before. I think, you know, getting the right gear. But if I could just do all my work with this camera, uh, I would. Uh, and in fact, I did shoot a job with it the first week I bought it, which I wouldn't recommend. You know, do as I say and not as you do. <laughs> yeah. But I did shoot a job. I was I actually got a chance to photograph Dick Cavett. I don't know if you saw the pictures. They're on. I did. I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I had this and my two DSLRs, and when I had to get on stage and get close up, I just said, "Well, you know what? I'm going to use this Fuji," and it worked perfectly. Mm. It it was beautiful. The quick things about it is that it's okay. First of all, it's got built-in Wi-Fi, so I don't need the the Mobi cards for this, um, the iFi cards. So if I want to transfer to my phone, I can do it really fast. It's got a lot of manual dials and stuff on the outside of the camera, so you can instantly see like what your aperture is and what your shutter speed is. And because we're switched to manual, it's very easy to go. In fact, there there are no program modes on this. Actually, there's oh. only there's aperture priority, there's shutter priority, there's manual, and there's program. And program uh -huh. is you know so it's S M. AP stuff that would be on the Nikon dial, but that's it. There's no scene modes. You know, you need to 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 know how to use this the the metering on this camera. I like that a lot. So it's maybe not the camera for the per person who's first starting out with photography. Right. right but if right. you're looking to upgrade from another, you know, more automatic camera to something like this, this is a definite. Like this would be the next step. Yeah. And to. for exactly how you're using it, I mean, it sounds like it's the ideal camera for. If you know somebody who's 
serious about photography and has a big um, DSLR but doesn't want to always carry it around and is looking for a smaller camera, then this is the camera for that person. Yeah. I, mean, I should say that it's only a single lens, so it's a, it, it's a 35 millimeter equivalent, so it's a little bit wide. You're not going to be taking pictures of sports or things from a distance with it, um, although you can do some nice landscapes, I'm sure. Uh, so it's not meant for that. There's a lot of different film modes inside so that you can simulate different kinds of Fuji film stocks. It's beautiful. You have a lot of controls. There's a lot of manual controls in this. Um, you know, it shoots raw and JPEG. And I don't know what to say about it in two minutes because I'm probably going to do a longer review of this. Yeah, yeah. But well, I think, we, you know, we, we plugged it in a way that for folks who are looking for that kind of camera, um, and we should encourage people to look at some of the street shots you're taking with that camera. And yeah. before we wrap up, Tony, I just want to make sure we touch briefly on some of the other essential things that you want to have in your bag, too. Yeah, so one of the, I'm looking around. i got all this stuff in my desk that I have in my bag. Oh, you know what I've got? Um, and I think I talked about this. I talked about this on Bart's podcast on um, Let's Talk Photography, but I thought I would mention it to our audience, is I have this little level, uh, a cube level, that you can put in the hot shoe of a camera. And it looks like a little Borg cube if you guys are Star Trek fans. <laughs> <laughs> but it's got three-way level on it, horizontal, vertical, and the other. <laughs> why am I, why am the fourth I dimension. To, yeah, the fourth dimension. Uh, and it fits in the hot shoe of your camera. And so if you need to have a way to level your camera out, this little level pops right in the hot shoe. You can leave it there or take it out. Um, and you can get horizontal, vertical, and um, the other dimension uh, levels. I think it was like a $13 purchase. I got it you know, in a camera store. But huh. it's a nice little thing to throw in your bag. Uh, I got this little uh, cable for connecting my iPhone to a, a memory card. So if I'm not using a Wi-Fi card, um, uh -huh. I can transfer using um, this little cable. They have them for SD cards, and I know they have them for CF cards. So it might be the kind of thing that, you know, if you wanted to go and, uh, and edit your um, pictures. Actually, you can't do it on an iPhone. Excuse me. It's an iPad. I'm not sure about... Uh, Windows phones and Androids, but with this one, for some reason, Apple doesn't let you edit your pictures or transfer them with this cable onto your iPhone, which seems kind of not good to me. I don't know why. Hmm. But if I want to transfer my iPad, I can do that with this with this little cable. It's an Apple cable, but I'm sure they're third-party things. The other thing I once talked about was, um, I think I might have talked about this, a Wi-Fi, wi um, sorry, wi wi -bal white balance card that I uh -huh. bought for white balancing. Again, it's about the size of a business card. And you can use this card if I want to just set it up in the lighting. I can use this to do a, a manual white balance on it. And these are all these things I just stick in my bag in a little pouch that I've got from this company called Waterfield Bags. They're actually sfbags.com. They're in San Francisco. You've seen these little pouches I store all my, my gear in, right? Yeah, little fabric pouches with zippers on it. They are water, I wouldn't say they're waterproof, but they're water resistant. And the two things I like about it, they're color, you can buy different colors. So you can color code the, the gear that you want to stick in them. So if like I have a blue bag where I put all my cables into, so I know that blue is cables. And they're a little pricey, but for that price, you get a company that, I've had these, these bags for years, that they seem to guarantee their bags for life. So when I've had some problems with them and just there were some manufacturing issues with them, uh, and I called them and they said, well, just send us, you know, pop them in the mail and we'll replace them or pop in the mail and we'll fix them. So I, you know, I'm not getting paid by Waterfield, but I've been using these guys for years 
mm-hmm. and they have all these different size bags. I mean, you can buy pouches and camera bags, and um, I buy these little gear bags, like tons of them, and I just use them to to just be able to sort my stuff in my camera bag. Yeah, so that's kind of a bag within a bag. Um, just for organizing, and yeah. that's great to know that it's a good company and good customer service. Well, I, I just have a couple of things I would mention that I try not to leave the home with home without. That's you know stuff in my bag, a flash, a diffuser. <clears throat> the diffuser you know, for I, the flash. Yeah, yeah, and that's I usually have like two different kinds: one in my backpack and one in my little camera bag. We talked about a range of lenses last time, but just to make that point that, you know, generally you're going to want a few different kinds of lenses, just depending on the situation you find yourself in. I think business cards are a good thing to throw in your oh, camera yeah. bag. Yeah. Because people are going to say, oh, can I get a copy of that picture? And whether you're going to sell it or give it to them or just to be in touch with people. Can I make a recommendation? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Moo. Moo.com. Yeah, those are great cards. Because you can get different pictures on them. And I think what's great about those is you can make a portfolio of pictures on on your cards, on your business cards. And you can either show them to people when you are uh, out there and then give them a card. So it sort of serves two purposes. Yeah. And and then lastly, two, two other things I think are handy. A jump drive I like to have. You just and oftentimes find yourself in situations where, you know, if you're shooting an event or – you're at a friend's party or whatever. Somebody's going to say, you know, is there any any way I could get some of those pictures right now? And, you know, if you don't have access to Wi-Fi, having a jump drive can be a handy thing to have. Oh, yeah, I agree. And lastly, I, I would say just a little pad of paper. You know, if you're... Paper? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I mean, there's obviously ways around that, but I just like to have it, you know. I mean, if you're doing anything photojournalistically and you want to get somebody's name and address and number or anything you just want to jot anything down i think it's just a handy thing to have and i was going to to add to that go back into go back to the business cards thing um our friend gene once sort of reminded me about business cards is that when you design them try to leave some space on the back of a card so that you can write information on yeah so if you fill up if you're you're redesigning your business cards leave some blank area on the back where your name and address is that way you can write down some extra info when you give your card to somebody if there's no space on that then you're going to be then well you want to carry a piece of paper with you and pen but you know don't forget that that could be helpful too but absolutely yeah and gene is no slouch we should plug him so people can genemealy.com genemealy yeah genemealy.com one of the incredibly great photographers that I know, best friend, and he is a Photoshop master, teaches at uh, ICP. So go check his website out. And if you're in the New York area and you want to learn about um, black and white conversions uh, in Photoshop and layers, um, go seek out his classes uh, at ICP. And Tony, that's probably a good place uh, for us just to plug Switch to Manual. Switch to Manual, oh yeah. Well, wow, look at the time. I know. We, <laughs> <laughs> we could. You guys are listening to us. You're very patient to listen to us for this long. Hopefully, you'll get something from it. Yes, switch to manual. That's our website, switchtomanual.com, where we try to teach you guys how to use the manual settings on your camera. So, buying one of these new Fuji cameras would be a good way to come into our class. We'll teach you how to shoot manual on these new Fuji cameras. 
Yeah, and we'll, some of the photo walks are a little less um, educational, although we'll give you some pointers. But we just go to fun neighborhoods and shoot. Um, the day long workshop is where you where you can learn to switch, uh, switch to manual in one day. You'll learn how to do it, and uh, soon we'll have that online. So if you're not able to get to the New York area, you can just go online and do the workshop that way. Yeah, and and uh, as the weather gets better, we'll have a lot more walks too. So. Yeah, we're in winter right now. Um, so yeah, that's that's our show um, for this. Is our last show for the year, I'm thinking. I don't think we're going to be able to get another show in the end. Yeah, so we'll probably. say this is yeah, last one for 2014. Thanks for uh, sticking with us. And if you want to, well, I, we'd like you to get, for you to guys get into contact with us so you can give us some um, information and questions about what you would want to hear us talk about in our show so uh find us on twitter which we are at, at switch the number two manual so switch to manual and you can email us at info at switch to and uh what else am i leaving anything out um I think we're good yeah i think that's it so you guys have a uh, we're getting some good feedback on our podcast so we also want to hear feedback too let us know how we're doing, and we will see you next year. Thank you very much. And, Tom, that's I think that's all. So It's a wrap. Happy New Year, Tony. Happy New Year. So uh, this is Antonio, Switch to Manual guy, this and uh, saying uh, adios. No, <laughs> that's your line. <laughs> <laughs> adios. No, you're, you're bilingual now. I'm bilingual. I'm, that's should be. <laughs> yeah, so thanks a lot, and uh, we'll, see you, we'll see you next time. Adiós.